This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number three. Today, we are going to talk about exactly what you can do right now to turn off that voice in your head that says you can't. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Do It Scared podcast. My name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Living Well, Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of five, soon to be six books. For those of you who already know me from either LWSL or EBA or from my weekly newsletter, let me just say that I am so glad to have you joining me on this brand new medium on my podcast. And for those of you who are brand new to me and just finding me through this podcast, welcome. My hope is that this is a place where you will find new inspiration and motivation to move past the things that are holding you back so that you can create a life you love. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about limiting beliefs, otherwise known as that voice in your head that is telling you you can't. Because we all have that voice, right? It's always there in the background, ready to shoot us down anytime we think about doing something new. It's that voice that tells us that we're not good enough or smart enough or pretty enough. And it is that voice, whether we realize it or not, that is holding us back from reaching our full potential. But today we're not just going to talk about what those limiting beliefs are, but how to shut down that voice inside your head and stop listening to it. And I know that that is often easier said than done, but I am going to give you some practical strategies that you can start implementing right away that will immediately help boost your confidence and give you the courage to start doing it scared. Because that's what this podcast is all about, right? It's about taking the steps that will help us move past our fear and create a life we love. Because courage doesn't mean that we are never afraid. Instead, courage is being scared, but taking action anyways, despite our fear. It's putting one foot in front of the other, even when we're not quite sure where the path will lead us. And that's why each week we're going to dive into focus topics that will give you a roadmap for where to go. And we're also going to talk to people who are conquering fear in their own lives to find out exactly how it is done. Hopefully, it's going to be motivating and inspiring and encouraging, and most importantly, it will spur you to take action in your own life. Okay, so just a couple more quick things before we dive into today's episode. I've got a worksheet that you can download that will walk you through the practical strategies we'll be discussing today. You can get it by texting you can to 44222 or by visiting doitscared.com slash episode three. Once again, either text you can, all one word, to 44222 or visit doitscared.com slash episode three. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to please rate and review the show on iTunes, especially 
because I will be choosing reviewers at random to receive Do It Scared mugs and t-shirts. And guys, they are stinking adorable. Seriously, you are going to want one of these. And then while you are there, be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. All right. And with that out of the way, let's dive in. You know, not so long ago, I was chatting with my friend Kyle about writing. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I think we were talking about all the content creation that goes into being an online business owner. And as we were talking, he said something like, you know, I'd really like to focus on my blog, but I've got some major insecurities when it comes to writing. My fifth grade teacher told me I wasn't a good writer. And so whenever I sit down to write, it is her voice that I hear in my head. I think it is what has always held me back. And right away, as we were talking, I spotted it. Do you see it too? It was a limiting belief. So what is a limiting belief? Well, in a nutshell, it is a thought or a belief that we have about ourselves that holds us back from achieving our full potential. And most often, these limiting beliefs are thoughts that we have about ourselves and about the way that we see ourselves. They could be things like, I'll always be overweight, or I'll never make a lot of money or be wealthy, or I'm just not creative, or I'm just not good at blank. But limiting beliefs can also include beliefs that we have about other people, beliefs about our friends, our family members, our coworkers, our neighbors, things like my dad never listens, or my boss is just an egotistical jerk, or my spouse doesn't really care about me, or she's just a stay-at-home mom. What could she possibly know about business? Those limiting beliefs about other people might not even be limited to just one person, but to whole groups of people. Thoughts like men are pigs or women are too emotional or all Christians are hypocrites or all millennials are snowflakes. These are usually stereotypes that grew out of experience but have taken on a life of their own. And then finally, limiting beliefs can be beliefs that we have about the world at large. Things like the world is falling apart or the economy is terrible or the market is totally oversaturated already or it's impossible to get ahead in this day and age. And regardless of whether it's a belief about yourself or someone else or the world at large, these limiting beliefs can come in all shapes and sizes and appear in all different areas of our lives. And they are also shapeshifters, re-emerging in a new way every time we think we've overcome one. And most of us have many, many, many limiting beliefs, but I do believe that all of us have at least a few. And so when my friend Kyle started talking about his limiting belief about writing, I did what hopefully any true friend would do. I totally called him out on it. I told him, I've read some of your stuff and it's good, like really good. You can write. But the best way to become a better writer is to just keep writing. So write. Tomorrow is the first day of the month. So why not challenge yourself for 30 days to write every single day? Don't edit. Don't judge. Just spend the first hour of the day writing. And don't stop every day until you have at least 500 words. And you know what? He did it. A few weeks in, he reached out to let me know that he had been writing every single day. In fact, he said, 
Thank you for the writing encouragement and challenge. It has literally been paradigm shifting for me. Every day, I'm less afraid of it. He even wrote a blog post to talk about being less afraid of it. And the blog post was really good. (laughs) But the thing is, I didn't actually do anything for him besides identify that limiting belief. He was the one who did all the work. But once he was able to see that limiting belief for what it was, just a false thought that was holding him back, it stopped having so much power over him. Of course, my friend Kyle is not the only one with limiting beliefs about what he is capable of. He is not the only one with that little voice in his head telling him he can't do something. We all have that voice. It might be telling us that we don't deserve to ask for that raise, or it could be saying that we aren't as talented or as witty or as well-spoken as a coworker. It might be whispering things like, you're not a good mom, or you're a terrible housekeeper, or you'll never get organized, or you totally suck at math. It could be a voice that's telling us that we can't actually become debt-free, or a voice that's saying we're not smart enough to be successful. It could be telling us we are too busy to go after our big goals and dreams or that we don't have time to read or learn or practice self-care. That voice might be warning us not to try new things or to take a risk because we might fail. Or the warning might be that we don't want to reach out and ask for help because we might get rejected. It could be telling us not to put 100% of our energy and efforts into pursuing our dreams because we're not sure what the people around us will say. What if they don't understand, it whispers. What if they make fun of us? Whatever your voice is saying and whatever your limiting beliefs may be, I guarantee that they are there. And while we can't always stop these limiting beliefs from popping up or that voice from whispering in our ear, we can refuse to listen to it. Because once we've recognized a limiting belief for what it is, just a thought that is holding us back, We can take away the power it has over us and move past it, just like my friend Kyle. So let's talk about this in practice and what that really looks like. Because while I know it can sound simple, the reality of turning off that voice in our head can prove to be a whole lot more challenging in reality. But I do believe that there are a few simple strategies that when exercised regularly can take you a long way towards overcoming those limiting beliefs. The first strategy for overcoming your limiting beliefs and shutting off that voice inside your head that's saying you can't is to name the fear. And by that, I mean you need to actually identify the thought or belief or message that is playing in your head. What is your fear? What is your limiting belief? What is that voice telling you? I think that the reason our limiting beliefs have so much power over us is because we don't actually realize that we are what we are hearing inside of our head and that it's not necessarily based on truth, but based on fear. We just assume that the message that we are hearing, that voice, that thought, that limiting belief is our reality, when the truth is that it is nothing more than just that, just a voice, just a thought, just a limiting belief. Just because the voice in our head is telling us something is true doesn't mean it actually is true. In fact, often, almost always, I would dare to say, it's not at all true. It's just a thought. 
But when we name the fear that is behind the limiting belief or the voice in our head, we take away its power. That's when we can say, that voice in my head is telling me I'm not smart enough to be successful. But really, it's that I'm afraid of making a mistake. But even smart people make mistakes, and that's how they learn. And I think most of the time when it comes to limiting beliefs, we don't even realize that what we are hearing or thinking or feeling is in fact a limiting belief. We just simply believe it to be true. But once we can make that shift and start to name those fears, we can see our limiting beliefs for what they really are, just a thought that is holding us back. So name the fear. That is strategy number one for overcoming your limiting beliefs. Strategy number two is to change the tape. You know what I'm talking about when I say tape, right? That self-talk message that is stuck playing in your head on repeat over and over again. The one that keeps telling you you're not good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or that you'll never succeed or that you'll never get organized or that you can't write or that you shouldn't even bother trying. It's the tape that keeps telling you that you can't. And if you want to stop listening to that message, then you need to figure out some way of replacing it with a new message. So how do we do that? Well, one very simple way to start is by using positive affirmations. And that means that you have to very intentionally craft a new script for yourself, one that you read and repeat out loud to yourself every single day. And I know that probably sounds totally hokey, but just like bear with me on this for a second because it really does work. Think about it. If the self-talk that is currently going on in our head is programming our brain to believe things about ourselves that are untrue, then the best way to reprogram our brain is to start negating those negative self-talk messages with something new, something that actually is true. We have to start changing the message that is being played into something that is not so self-defeating. And before you get the wrong idea about what this looks like, let me clarify that this doesn't mean that you should start standing in the mirror and repeating things that you don't actually believe. When people talk about affirmations, I always get this visual of that really old Saturday Night Live skit with Stuart Smalley where he's super cheesy. Do you remember that one or did I just completely date myself right here? What was it that he always said? I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And it doesn't have to be quite like that. In fact, your affirmations really shouldn't be that generic because they won't resonate with you. And if they don't resonate, then you won't internalize them and they won't actually effectively replace the tape that is currently playing in your head. Instead, your affirmations need to take whatever message is currently playing and reframe it into a different, more positive, but very specific thing. And they need to be scripted with honesty so that you can reset your truth and actually begin to internalize that and believe that new message. And that looks very different from Stuart Smalley desperately saying nice things to himself in the mirror. For my friend Kyle, it might mean replacing the tape inside his head that is telling him he can't write. What do you think would happen if every day or even several times a day, Kyle started saying something like, the more I write, the better writer I will become. It takes time and practice to hone a craft, and I can keep practicing indefinitely. Just because one person a long time ago didn't like my writing doesn't mean that I don't have something valuable to say. 
There have been many other people who have liked and appreciated my writing. And so I will keep writing and keep improving so that I can make an impact with my words. Now, it might take a little while, but his brain and his subconscious would start to accept that new message as his new truth. And that limiting belief telling him he wasn't a good writer would eventually start to fade away. But notice that this new message doesn't say, I am the best writer the world has ever seen. I am a rock star. No one can write as well as me. That message wouldn't resonate because Kyle wouldn't believe it to be true. Changing the tape is all about retraining your brain to stop believing the negative thoughts and instead see the truth. And that is strategy number two for overcoming your limiting beliefs. And that brings us to strategy number three, create accountability. Because let's face it, guys, accountability is tough. We often say that we want it, but when push comes to shove, do we really do we really want people to call us out and tell us things that we don't want to hear? I think for most of us, it is really, really hard to let people in and to be completely real and authentic, especially when it comes to our limiting beliefs. In fact, Sometimes our inability to let people in stems from a limiting belief in and of itself, the belief that people will let us down or hurt us or that we can't actually trust or rely on anyone. There is always that underlying fear. What would they say? Or worse yet, what would they think if they really knew how inadequate we were? And so we put up that wall and try to maintain our facade, the one that says we are totally okay and we have it all together. But having someone in your life or even multiple someones who are you, are, you are able to trust enough to open up to and who are able to see through the facade and call you out when necessary is kind of a game changer. But the key is getting real and also having someone in that role who you trust and respect, but who is also willing to give you honest feedback. You don't want someone who is only ever going to tell you what you want to hear or stroke your ego or pretend everything is wonderful when it is really not. That might make you feel good, at least in the short term, but it won't do anything to actually help you grow or move past your limiting beliefs. You want to find someone direct enough to call you out when you are letting fear stand in your way or letting that voice in your head stop you. Accountability is what Kyle got when he dared open up to me about his feelings about writing. I challenged him to push past the limiting belief and told him that the only way he was going to become a better writer was to just write. I could have given him platitudes and I could have stroked his ego and I wouldn't say that I was mean in any way. But in the end, he told me that he appreciated being challenged and that he was glad that I pushed him. And I have to tell you, I'm super grateful for friendships like that. I like people in my life who are willing to be direct and forthright and have purposely made it a priority in my life to seek out friendships that provide a higher level of accountability. Kyle is definitely one of those kind of friends. We also have the benefit of working together, and he challenges me on a daily basis. He's not afraid to tell me when I am letting fear or a limiting belief hold me back, and I can't even tell you how much I appreciate that. But I have to tell you, when you surround yourself with people who will speak truth to you, you must also be prepared to sometimes hear hard things. It's not always easy to take the feedback. 
A while back, I was in a mastermind with a few other entrepreneurs, and one of the members in the group, a gal who had been experiencing some major setbacks in her business, asked for help from the rest of the group. She was desperate to increase her cash flow, and she wanted some ideas. Now, keep in mind that this was a group of some pretty savvy businesswomen, and as we were helping to brainstorm solutions, it didn't take long for the rest of us to begin pressing this woman who was asking for help about some of the questionable decisions that she had been making. But when push came to shove, even though she was the one that had asked for help, she wasn't ready to be held accountable. She didn't want to hear honest feedback on the things she might be doing wrong or where she could stand to improve. She ended up storming out of the group and she left the group completely. True accountability is pretty amazing when you can find it, but also when you are willing to receive it. You need both pieces for it to work and that is not easy, but I do guarantee that it is totally worth the effort of working to find it. So let me ask you, who in your life do you currently trust enough to hold you accountable? Is there anyone, a friend or a coworker or perhaps a trusted mentor? Who in your life would you be willing to open up to? And would that person be willing to provide honest feedback? And just as importantly, would you be ready to receive it? Those aren't easy questions, but finding that accountability in your life might just be the final push that you need to move past these limiting beliefs. And that is strategy number three. A limiting belief is a thought or belief that we have that holds us back from achieving our full potential. They can come in all shapes and sizes and appear in all different areas of our lives, and we all have them. But once we are able to see our limiting beliefs for what they are, just a false thought that is holding us back, we can stop them from having so much power over us. And there are a few strategies that we can use to turn off that voice in our head that is telling us we can't. The first is to name the fear. And by that, I mean you need to actually identify the thought or belief or the message that is playing in your head so that you can recognize that it is just that, a thought and not reality. The second is to change the tape. You need to replace the message that is playing over and over inside your head with a new message, one that is based in truth and much more positive. You need to reframe your reality. And the third strategy is to create accountability. Find people in your life who you can be totally real with and who you trust to give honest feedback, even when that feedback is hard to hear. Okay, so don't forget that if you would like the worksheet that goes along with this podcast that will walk you through the strategies we just talked about, you can download it at doitscared.com slash episode three or by texting you can to 44222 right now. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode three or by texting you can, all one word, to 44222 on your phone right now. Before we go, I just want to say that I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or about any other topics that you would like to see addressed here on the Do It Scared podcast, please feel free to reach out via email at ruth at livingwellspendingless.com or by filling out our form at doitscared.com. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Sukup podcast. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes. I will be picking reviewers at random to win Do It Scared t-shirts and mugs, which can also be found in the Living Well Shop at livingwellshop.co. Also, be sure to subscribe via iTunes to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we chat with the brilliant and insightful Ryan Holiday, best-selling author of the wildly popular books, Ego is the Enemy, The Obstacle is the Way, and his brand new one, Conspiracy. We'll be talking about his own incredible journey from marketing executive to modern thought leader and about what he has learned along the way. He is one of my very favorite authors and it's going to be epic. So definitely don't miss it. I'll see you then.